What's good, everybody? Jack and Lockie here from the Harvard Rundown podcast. You're watching episode number five of The Return. Uh, today, we will be covering uh, two bottom third teams in their respective conferences in the Bulls and the Pelicans. Both have exciting an exciting season coming up. Obviously, off-season additions. Um, well, actually, kind of these teams are kind of related as obviously Lonzo Ball left Pelicans, obviously, to join the Bulls. Um, they have some sort of relationship there. Uh, the Pelicans um, looking had a decent draft, um, looking to kind of back up their poor season last year. Obviously, a new head coach coming in. Um, not the best turnout from last season, considering... Well, they, they were there was a lot of injury um, absences um, mm. and just a bit of poor play from their role players. Um, but I think we should. I think we should start with the Pelicans, and we'll go to the Bulls next. Um, yeah, let's see what you got. Pelicans. Um, yeah, both teams had like the same record last year, thirty-one forty-one. I see the Pels. I don't really see much because, in terms of big moves, they basically swapped Lonzo for Devontae Graham, and like they're a complete different player. Devontae Graham's an offensive, more of like a, a scorer. Um, less of a passer, and then you got Lonzo, which is more of a passer. But I, I do, I see Graham working a bit better in New Orleans, just with because Ingram's like he'll get his, he'll get his twenty five, thirty points, but like he doesn't, he's not a forcey issue. I guess, I guess I haven't seen him to be that player. So having another guy who can put up like twenty a game, I think that will improve their wins. I only see him going from thirty one to thirty three. Um, but we'll see. Um, I go sneaky star got Nikhil Alexander Walker. Him throughout the years, he's like improved every year. He's like he's um he's polished his scoring and he's like he's become like a real a real solid like um, combo guard. I wonder if he gets a start this year where where that could fit him. Um, if not, he's a perfect option off off the bench. Impact player I got Josh Hart. Um, Basically, all around the court, he does like everything. He can. He's one of the best rebounding guards in the in the league. Um, he can even play the three as well. Um, he's improved his scoring. I'd like to see him get to like sixteen this year. I don't think he will. He'll be like a solid like twelve points a game player for his career, and that's that's pretty solid. Um, and also, and I like Garrett Temple. Assuming he gets minutes, I think he's going to be really good impact plays at his time is Brooklyn and in and in other teams as well I've, I've seen him to be like a he's become that veteran now especially in Brooklyn he was he was a bit of a veteran um when they had like when they had, had that playoff run with like Carousel but um yeah it's like before like KD and that yeah um, they had I think he was definitely important than that team MVP it's Brandon Ingram that's yeah pretty oh. pretty simple Really? You think it's going to be Zion? Yeah. Facts. For sure. Yeah. I say Zion, if he like expands his bag, like, you know what I mean? Like not just at the rim, like he, he, he can shoot, like he's not completely incompetent. Um, but assuming he has his, a, a, um, an expected improvement, then yeah, Zion could definitely be the team MVP, but I'll go Ingram for now. Um, rising star. Josh Hart, I hope. Oh, I hope man. he can. 
I really want him. I really like Josh Hart. I really like how he plays and I want him to, um, to like get his respect a bit more um, around the league. Um, and, and he's in, he's steadily improved each season. So we'll see. I, I'm hoping for like 15, 16 points a game and, and he, he's a decent passer. So I'd like to see them assist numbers go up, but yeah, that's what I got. I say they'll like losing Alonso is like a bigger loss than they think. Um, yeah. throughout the years um, because that core of Lonzo, Ingram and Zion, assuming they stay together, they could um, in the next couple of years could have been um, one of those, like, I guess I, I wouldn't say top four in the rest, but like between four to eight, four to eight seeds um, and definitely compete in playoffs. Um, but yeah, they're still building. I have a weird, weird, um, idea that this might be the year either Ingram or Zion are thinking like, I want to get out of here. I, f- I feel like they are guys who are, I think Zion's a bit more patient. I feel like Ingram doesn't want to be stuck on a losing team. That's just my, that's just my opinion. Yeah. And um, yeah, I th- this, this or next year might be the year where either of them are like, yeah, we need, we want to get out of here. But Yeah, it's a bold take, but like I can kind of see it happening. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's that's Pelicans for me. All right. Um, Yeah, so obviously bottom third of the conference with 31 wins, like like you said, a great year from Zion, 27 and 7. Kind of just a cheat code around the basket. Um, He can finish in so many different ways. Um, The one question I have is like, does Ingram actually work with Zion? Because like, I think they're two guys that just need the ball in their hands and two young guys that have, well, I think Zion is quite, I think Brendan Ingram's got a bit of an ego about him. Um, And I feel like that doesn't work with a player like Zion, who is the star, is the star, like the franchise player. Um, And obviously Ingram didn't have a great year down numbers down from his first year in New Orleans, but I think he was injured for a bit of it. Um. Yeah, so I'm not sure if it exactly works. I'm not sure about the concept of two ball dominant forwards. Yeah, in an, in the West, who are trying to win, who doesn't have an amazing team around them. Um, but yeah, obviously they had Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo last year. I still can't believe they let Lonzo walk. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was them, I would have matched it. But I think there might there might have been something going on in that front office where it just it fell apart. Yeah. Um, he obviously poor, a poor year from Bledsoe who didn't play many games anyways. Um, Lonzo showed a lot of promises like that prime three and D half court player, but in transition he's more of a playmaker. He gets the ball out. He can rebound. He can lob it to Zion. Well, now in Chicago, which we'll get onto later, obviously yeah. has great pairings there too. Um, uh, Stan Van Gundy. Not the greatest coaching choice. I think that was a waste of a year because they knew that they know that Stan Van Gundy is a defensive minded coach and you have a team that wasn't very defensive minded. You obviously had Steven Adams, who was anchoring the paint. You had Zahn, who was great around the rim. You had Lonzo, who was a great defender. But when it came to actually putting in effort on on the defensive end, I just don't think it was there. And that was probably the demise of their record. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just don't. I, I can't really remember who their coach is this year. What? What? How did I forget that? 
They made a change, yeah. Yeah, they did make a change. Oh. You know what? Bro, I, f- I forgot that. I didn't even know that Zion had it at 27 last year. I'm not yeah, even kidding. Yeah, like, like no one knew about it. Bro, then I might change it to Zion because he's probably right. going yeah. <laughs> to. I didn't, um, I didn't Willie Green. know. Willie Green's their coach this year, who I oh, forgot about, but. He's actually a good coach because he's like a he's a player development coach and he's he's young and he can relate to players. He just came out of the league. Like, um, I think it I think it's a promising move bringing in a young coach who kind of understands the NBA game and not saying that Stan Van Gundy doesn't, but he's a very demanding coach. And for a young team like that, just I don't think it worked. Um, obviously, it worked in Orlando until obviously later parts where Dwight wanted out, but. Um, yeah, I think Willie Green's a good good coaching pick, um, especially for the young core that they have. Obviously, minus Lonzo now, insert Devontae Graham. Not sure how to work. Um, I think I think they'll lose a lot of defensive presence. Um, yeah. And for a team that's trying to make the playoffs in the West, you just need defensive presence. Obviously, it didn't work last year though. Um, but I think that was more effort wise, um, and a lot of a lot of egos going around. Okay. Let's get to the nitty gritty shit. Uh, wins, I've got thirty five or more. Um, it's kind of like I'd. It's it's probably the cap would be probably forty wins, um, but that's the only. That's if the chemistry's there, if they play as a team, if their efforts there defensively. Um, I can honestly see them getting below thirty wins. Like I just like yeah. there's such an there's such a hard team to pick because they're so young. You've got Zion, who's obviously probably going to average thirty next year. Wouldn't be surprised. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Um, they're just a hard team to pick in terms of wins. Rising star, I've got Nikhil Alexander Walker. Mm. Um, I just think he's got so much upside, and he'll probably be that two guard. I think. I think it'll go Devonte Graham, um, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and then Zion, uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah. Um, most improved, I've gone Brandon Ingram. I think. I think it's his year that he's just going to really show up. Because in, uh, in his first year in New Orleans, he was really good. Um, and then he obviously had the dip. But most times when the player has the dip, they rise up again. I think he'll average around 26, 27. Yeah. Um, and really put his mark on the league as like that up-and-coming scorer. Um, and most improved, I've also gone to kill Alexander Walker again. I just think he's going to have a great year. Um, not much pressure pressure around him because he's like he he's like a sneaky player. Like he he doesn't he doesn't fill the box score a lot, but he's he like he's basically that player that doesn't have box score stats, but he can have like he can have fifteen points a game, six assists, four rebounds. Like he's yeah. just that he's a sneaky stat sheet stuffer. Um, team MVP are going Zion for obvious reasons. Um, that is like I just I just think he's he's a cheat code yeah and like you said before one of the players eventually is going to ask out um but like if i'm the pelicans you have to put the like it's the same with dame in portland like he is you're one of the very few teams in the league that has a superstar in your team i'm not saying zan's a superstar yet but he in a, in a year or so he will be one of the best players in the league i just have mm. a feeling about it um and I'm doing everything I can to make him happy. I'm getting the players he wants around him. I know that's a lot of pressure for a 21-year-old. Yeah. But he's the future of this league, the future of your franchise, and you need to do everything you can to surround that man with enough talent for him to stay in New Orleans. 
Mm. Um, I just think it's a big thing for them because I just think he's too good to just have him request a trade and you've really got no choice. Yeah. Um, although I think David Griffin, the GM, is kind of like a hard-nosed GM and I think he'll just say, no, I'm not letting you go. You're staying here. Hmm. Um, but obviously, his rookie, day, rookie deal's up in a sec, in a few, oh, in a bit, I think. 20, um, you've really got to, yeah. Okay, yeah. You've really got to make sure that he's happy. You've given him what he wants. Hell, if he wants, if he wants Brandon Ingham traded, yeah, like, <laughs> you have to you have to do it because you can actually get good pieces back from Brandon for Brandon Ingram. But Brandon Ingram is that type of guy that's going to be in those in those deals where you're going to get another star back kind of thing. Yeah, um, and like, but also Brandon Ingram is not the type of player that you want to trade away for future assets and like hmm. you want you want now like you want now pieces for your team. Um, and I don't think I don't know who knows. Um, they obviously have a plan, um, but in, so I haven't gone sneaky star going impact player like you always do. Yeah, um, Jonas Valanciunas. Um, I think he's going to affect the team a lot in very in a lot of positive ways. He's a twenty twenty guy. He can stretch the floor at times when needed. He can bang it inside. Pause. He's a great <laughs> post player. Um, I just think I just think he's going to work well with Zion because obviously Stephen Adams was more of that paint presence and it kind of it kind of made offense a bit stagnant at times because you've obviously got two inside players like Zion and Steven Adams. Mm. Um, but I think having Jonas Valanciunas, who can kind of stretch the floor in much better than Steven Adams anyways. Um, and he's more, he's a better playmaker. He's good in the pick and roll. I just think he'll, I just think he will help them win those close games that need to be won. Um, and will they contend for the playoffs? Maybe. I think it all depends on health but in the West, it's kind of the same. It, okay, it actually is kind of similar to the Timberwolves. Whereas if they were in the East, they'd be an eighth or seventh seed. But because yeah. they're in the West, it's more of a like 10, 11 seed again. Like I just, I don't know. It depends on health. They obviously need to win like 45 games if they want to make the playoffs. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I don't know if that'll happen. You'll have to have crazy years from your two stars. Um but yeah, not too sure. The Pelicans are a very hard team to pick. Yeah, um, I just think there's a there's a there's a bit of ego there, and I'm just not sure if it's going to work or not. From Ingram, you... um, yeah, from Ingram, yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. Um, with that being said, let's get to the Bulls. Lockie's going to start the Bulls off for us again. Very excited for the Bulls. Yeah, I think ever I think everyone is. Um, I see him improving by twelve wins. I don't think they're playing around. At all, yeah, nice. I see Lonzo and DeRozan getting out of situations where they're not happy for a multitude of reasons, and they they're going to realize, okay, we actually have a chance to compete for a playoff spot, and not just like a like fringe, like seven or eight. Like um, they haven't had the chance to um, compete for something like much bigger. Um, I do. I still think forty three wins can like limit them. Like I feel like they get to like the fourth seed maybe, but with how competitive the East is getting, I feel like that's like a, we were talking before the episode, but like five to eight seed. Mm. And and they, they should take that because um, yeah, again, it's how, how you show up in the playoffs. And I think they've got um, a really hungry team. Um, Sneaky star. Honestly, you kind of go with a bunch of players. I was thinking Kobe White, his minutes are going to go down a bit and he's 
not going to start as much. He started most of last season. Um, but him off the bench, um, either him or Caruso, I think can be that sneaky star. Uh, gets like plenty of energy and really skilled like combo guards. Um, impact player, I've got to say his name. Ryan Archie Diacono. Really? Know, yeah, I know there's like not much minutes at the at the guards, but based off what I watched last season, he's full of hustle. He's like a really skilled player. Um, doesn't give up like on any side of the floor. If he gets minutes, I, f- I feel like he can be the in- impact player. But assuming how minutes go, I'm looking at like probably Caruso because he was that player. He was that impact player in LA um, for a championship team. So you, ca- you can't go wrong with that. Um, team MVP, I've got Levine. DeRozan is over time, I guess. Well, actually, I wouldn't say better player, but I'd say he's more of a um, well-rounded star. But he'll fit very nicely in that like second spot, that second um, option. Um, and then rising star like Patrick Williams, that's probably um, same for you. And I want to. Uh, I'm wondering if Troy Brown Jr. will get some some minutes. I liked nice. I liked him in Washington. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he has a huge ceiling, but he can still be like a pretty productive forward. Um, I've got. I worry about them being a bit like weak defensively inside Vucevic. There's no um, question as to like why I worry about that. Cause yeah, he's not, he's not great defensively, but offensively he's one of like the most skilled bigs in the league in terms of he can work in any offense. So even if you've got Lonzo DeRozan and Levine out there, he compliments all of them because he can hit the three. He can hit the mid range. He's great in the mid range. He can, um, make his own plays inside. And like, say if Lonzo's off, DeRozan becomes that point forward with Levine. Um, there's more touches for Vucevic down low. He can kind of work in any offense. Um, so I'm like, I'm keen to see how he goes. Um, and yeah, I, I just say, yeah, I say DeRozan will play like a, a point forward when Lonzo's out or like Levine is out. Um, and then I guess when, when um when i guess he has opportunity for more touches he'll i reckon he'll he'll operate in the post like a lot more this season um because last his past years in the spurs he's had the ball in his hand and he's been kind of running the offense a lot but he doesn't really need to do that with lonzo and levine Um, i want tony bradley to get more minutes because he's a better defender than felicio and they need that particularly and laurie markinen i have no idea what where he's going to fit. Can he be a good six man? Can he be a, I don't know. I assume they're going to trade him. I'd love for him to be the six man and play a, like a Ryan Anderson role. Like just yeah. the way he did in New Orleans, um, put up like 16 to 20 points, but I, I assume he's going to be traded. So yeah, 43 wins. Mm. All right. Yeah, I honestly forgot about Laurie Markman. Um yeah. I, I would think like Golden State would be a good fit. And they've also got a lot of young pieces that they can actually trade as well. I think they're one of the they're one of the big teams in the league that actually have like really good young pieces that can be put in trade packages. Yeah. And I think he'd fit really well. Um because stretch fours have always fit well in that system. Um, so yeah, obviously bottom third again in the conference. They traded for Vucevic last year, which kind of gave him another all-star to 
pair with Levine. And at the time, it was really good, but obviously they couldn't make that playoff push. What are you smiling at? No, I just I, I heard Dad in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. Um, yeah. yeah, so obviously um, Bulls fans were asking for a long time, let's get another All-Star um, in Chicago. And they did that, but they couldn't make that final run to kind of push for the playoffs. They were really they were actually in that kind of 10-9 seed to really push for that eight, mm. uh, but just couldn't get it done in the end. Um, injuries kind of hurt them as well. Um, the questionable number four pick in Patrick Williams actually turned out really good. He's got a high upside. He's very athletic. He's great defensively. He can stretch the floor. He's a bit of a Swiss Army knife. Um, he's he's a pretty good. He's a bit. He's good at a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's kind of what a team like Chicago really need, which is actually they've got demand now as well. So they've got two Swiss Army knives that can kind of do a bit of everything. As mm. actually Lonzo as well. Like there's there's three. They've got three Swiss Army knives in their team in their starting lineup alone. Um, obviously, that Kobe White had a good second year, averaging 15. Um, Thad Young, veteran presence to help the young guys, who's obviously now in San Antonio, which is actually a really good fit for him too. Hmm. Um, I've got them at 44 plus. Um, I think that's enough to be like the bottom the bottom half of the playoff seeding. Um, anything above there will probably get you a playoff spot. Hmm. Um, and that is definitely where I see them. I, I see them more like a seven, six, um, eight at worst. I don't think they'll miss the playoffs because I think the team's just gonna the team's just gonna work so well together. Um, Rising star going Pat Will. Um, I just think I just think he's really the only choice. Um, you could obviously pick Kobe White, but he'll probably be coming off the bench. He he will come off the bench, so he's yeah. not gonna get a lot enough minutes to kind of. Um, but I think he'll be good as a six man. He'll be um, so solid. He can, he can just come on and score. Yeah. Um, and that's probably what he's more like. Being the starting point guard pair with Zach Levine in the backcourt. There's no defense there. It's all scoring. Um, yeah. a lot of ball to go around. Um, most improved I've gone Lonzo. I just think he's gonna he's just gonna shine. I just think the past few years he's been ridiculed for not living up to the height. Um which was probably built more so from his dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see him coming into his bag and really showing the league um, what he's got and telling him basically I'm here. Mm. Um, fuck what you'll think. <laughs> um, I'm going to show up and show out. And I think Lonzo is that type of player that's just going to shut everyone up. Um, he could easily average like 20 a game. I don't think he will because there's, a, I don't think he will because there's a lot of star power there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he could easily average with the team around him. He could easily average twelve assists. Like, there's just his his stat lines are his stats are unpredictable. But he's just going to be that player that's just going to be too damn good. Mm. Um, team MVP. If this was five years ago, I'd pick Demar Derozan. But I've got Zach Levine. I said yeah. I said either of them. Yeah. Um, Demar's the leader, but Zach Levine's the star. I think that's mm. the two. I think, and I think that's kind of why it works out well because there's not a yeah. lot of pressure on Zach Levine now that Demar's there to lead the team. Um, I just think they'll work really well together. Yeah. And I think DeMar DeRozan, like you said, he's going to be that point. He's t- Ever since he's been in San Antonio, he's built that kind of, built himself as more of a point forward. And I think that's really valuable to a team like Chicago who have basically Vucevic, who's a scorer, um, Levine, who's a scorer, and Lonzo, who's kind of turned into a 3D, well, who is a 3D. 3D guard, um, I, think he, I think he mixes well. Um, I think the pick and roll is going to be really good Mm. Um, yeah, I just think I just think there's there's a lot of star power there, and their bench is actually they've got some bench depth now. They had they had a really good off season. 
acquiring some young pieces through the draft and through free agency to come off the bench and really like impact the game. Um, sneaky star, I've got Alex Caruso um, and Kobe White, who actually will miss the first few weeks of the season, which comes, which lets Ayo de Sonmu, the I don't even know how to say it properly, yeah. draft pick um, out of Illinois to really um, shine as that kind of backup, backup point guard mm. and really just kind of come in for the first few weeks and just show the league what he's got. 6'5", so he's a big guard. Um, yeah, I just think, I, just, I think he'll, I think it'll work out good. Um, impact player going Alex Caruso. I just think it's going to work out. Um, he's he'll have the same kind of role as he did in LA. Um, hmm. and yeah, Tony Bradley, I forgot about that. I think, yeah, he's got to get some more minutes. I think he'll be that defensive anchor off the bench, kind of like Daniel Gafford was when he was there. Yeah. Um, Laurie Markinen, like I said before, I think they should, I think they got to package him, yeah, and send him somewhere. Um, I'm not sure where. Um, yeah, Warriors I've, I've, seems like a perfect. Warriors fit. seems like the perfect fit. Yeah, in my eyes. Um, That's yeah. even, even Portland. Portland works like yeah. like if I'm Portland, I would want to get a package deal going. If I'm trying to convince Dame to stay, I yeah. think. I think, and I think, I think anywhere Larry goes, Larry Markman goes is like a fresh start. Yeah, and that's what he asked for. He's like, I'll go anywhere. I don't care. I just need a fresh start. Um, yeah, New York. Like, there's just so many. There's so many spots. Yeah, you could honestly land anywhere. Um, but yeah, I've got them as a five to eight seed. I really don't think there's any question there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think I think that's a landing spot because you obviously got the top four teams. You got well, you got Miami, you got Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Indiana's coming up now. Um, again, um, who else we got? Uh, Chicago Heat are still there Hawks are still there yeah. Hawks um, uh, New York Hornets. Brooklyn Charlotte like there's yeah. like there's a lot it's of competition tough. there yeah I think the Hornets will miss the playoffs by B's dick um, I, I just think there's a <laughs> lot a good of joke. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, no nah, I just think I just think yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of good teams in the east now and it's yeah. rising it's going crazy. You got you got star powered teams in the top four, and then obviously the bottom eight. You probably got Atlanta, New York, Indiana, Washington now, Cleveland. Kidding, um, <laughs> the Bulls. Like, yeah, um, East are really yeah. exciting. Yeah, East are exciting. I will be watching a lot of Bulls basketball um, this coming season. Yeah. I won't be watching much of New Orleans. No. Um, any final thoughts on the teams? Um, good work, Bulls front office. They oh, great. They haven't handled Levine well, especially like Jim Boylan as a head coach. That didn't work out. There's been a bunch of issues there, but a really good job from the front office. Whether they can sustain it, we don't know. But they've made some really like they they probably they probably made the best moves this free agency. Maybe up there with the Lakers, but they've yeah. made probably the best moves. This, this free agency to keep their star happy and actually put together a playoff team. So, yeah, good on the Bulls. Yeah, good on the Bulls, 100%. Pelicans, on the other hand, not too sure. They're very unpredictable. Yeah. Then their picks were actually hard to make because, like, I honestly didn't know. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what they were going to do, how yeah. the team's looking. 
I don't know if it's regressed from last year. Like maybe it's got better. Like they're just too hard to talk about, not talk about, but predict their upcoming season. Yeah. Um, next episode, I think we've got the war. No, got Hornets, Spurs, Spurs and, and Hornets. Yeah. That'll yeah. be a good episode. We're starting yeah. to get into the nitty gritty good teams now. Mm. Um, I'd say this episode was probably the best one by far because they're actually fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, stay stay in tune with all our content. Uh, we're trying to. We're I think we do three videos a week now, um, yeah, which is really good. That, yeah. Keeping up that keeping up that consistency, which we were kind of lacking a bit at the start. Um, and yeah, appreciate you guys listening. For those who are. Um, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Music. I actually need to link that. I need to link those into, uh, into yeah. the channel, into the description. So it's kind of a bit easier for you guys to navigate and all that. Um, thanks for watching, guys. Um, you just watched episode five. Yeah, yeah. So f- episode five of The Return. Uh, we'll see you next time. Let's go. Let's go.